0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Hi, it's Ethan Skolnick, co-founder of the 5 Reasons Sports Network and co-host of the 5 Reasons Sports flagship. So in addition to the three episodes per week that we're producing of our pod and definitely check those out. We're doing dolphin recap and hurricane recap episodes for every Monday during the football season in addition to our special guests. But beyond that, you also need to check out some of the other podcasts in our network. We now have 12 other podcasts in our network and we've been introducing you to those podcasts on our feed with clips of them, 15 minute clips or so of them as spotlights that we put out over the weekend. So for today, we've got three of them. The first is Smark Your Territory. You can find them at Smark Tweets. This is Josh Chappelle and Bill O'Rourke, and they cover the wrestling world, typically release their episodes on Wednesday morning. The second is Cinco Razones. Now, that is our Spanish language pod. They do some English too, but they cover all of the South Florida sports, but with an emphasis on soccer, baseball, and the NBA. You can check these guys out also on ESPN Deportes 990. Now, this week they covered the Hurricanes and they had on our friend from the athletic Miami, Manny Navarro. And the third one, well, that's just an argument on Miami Heat beat. And we have a lot of those arguments, but this one is actually between myself and George Sedano, who went out to Los Angeles but still thinks he knows what should have happened with the Heat in the late 90s against the Knicks. So we have an argument that we've had for the past 20 years. It wasn't good enough for the pod. They decided to give it to us for a spotlight. So, first. Smark your territory.
2: Smark your territory. We're the Wrestling Podcast at Josh Appel at Mister Bill Eleven at Smark your territory. You could smark your tweets and you could smark your Instagram on, as at Smark your territory as well. Um, so, um, elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> WWE Crown Jewel is coming up. We think in a couple of weeks in Maybe. the first first couple days of November in Saudi Arabia. Um, you and would, you would never know it's in Saudi Arabia by the way they've been advertising for yeah, the they've past, been uh, very four careful. days or so. They've been very careful on Raw and SmackDown in the last two days to not advertise that the show was taking place in Saudi Arabia, given uh what just took place over the last what couple of weeks. Couple of weeks now. Um, with a Washington Post contributor, a mm-hmm. US resident, a journalist who is a critic of the new uh Saudi Prince. Um, what is he? M- MBS. MBS. Uh, yeah. Mohammed
3: bin Salam, I believe.
2: Yeah. And uh, if you're unaware of what happened, um, this journalist um, was lured into the Turkish con- or Saudi Arabian consulate in Turkey. Um, and I-, I have to say allegedly, because, uh, I mean, we think, but we don't know for sure. Allegedly, it is believed that uh, the Saudis went there specifically to kill this journalist.
3: They murdered him. And uh, as the details are falling out today, perhaps they... Chopped up his body, to, yeah. to hide
2: him. So, oh, yeah. um, the WWE is uh, in bed with the Saudi government. Um, there's no other way to
3: put it. There's no yeah. other way. I mean, there's this isn't a, this isn't him using hyperbole. They are They're, they
2: are paying them north of what fifty million dollars to come do this show. Yeah, they and, signed a ten year deal to uh, do, uh,
3: and for um uh for the WWE to to be basically be an advertising wing of the Saudi government uh, and tell us how progressive they are
2: and vibrant. Yeah, and uh you know, you had se- you had senators, you had United States Senators, three Democrats and Lindsey Graham, who's a Republican, um, come out and say, Yeah, you should probably push this back. Uh-huh. Um and uh, as of right now, if you believe what John Bradshaw Layfield said on whatever it was Fox, Fox Business, Business Channel Fox show Business. he went yeah. on today with a British guy, um <laughs> Uh, he basically said, w- look, John Bradshaw Layfield is going on TV with whatever the company wants as their message. That's so right. That is what he's going on there, dude. This is not JBL's opinion. This nope. is the company message. Yep. And while the company's statement in print has been we're monitoring the situation, Yeah, uh, there's, there's talk that the talent is uncomfortable with going. And so John Bradshaw Layfield goes on um, this Fox Business Channel show and basically says, if it were me – I would still go. I think they should still go. And the fact that these senators are out here trying to get their approval rating up is abysmal. And then he started talking about how WWE was there and 9-11 and the, the troops. which has nothing to do with this. <laughs> they
3: used, he just used all the, the patriotic bullet, bullet points that any— uh... And that's
2: great. We love that they do that stuff. It's yeah. amazing. We... September 13, 2001, SmackDown was a huge deal. We... We've talked about it on this podcast yeah. before. Yeah, we love the troops too,
3: but uh, this isn't that. No, this is not that this is uh, you're in bed with a, f- a foreign nation, a foreign state that is accused of something heinous. Yes, and it's all it's all muddied. It's all muddied by the fact that your CEO's wife is in this country's cabinet. And our president, That's the extra
2: layer to our
3: it. president has many business dealings with those people and is denied, denied, denied. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. We're gonna. We're, they are. They too are monitoring the situation. The United States government is also monitoring the situation. Uh, it is. It is gross on numerous levels. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any wavering from them besides the fact that they no longer list the location of Crown Jewel on the website, and they have not mentioned it on programming in the last uh, few do you th- days.
2: Do you think that that's a, a play where if they do pull it from Saudi Arabia, they just run Crown Jewel at some other arena in the United States? Is not what- in the
3: U.S. What I've read is that the Manchester Arena is open that weekend. Oh, in England. S- in England, yes. So you could run Crown Jewel in Manchester, England on Sunday, same day. And go ahead with the same card and not because the card's a beat The card's great.
2: It's a, it's good if you're into nostalgia. And well, and, you've got Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. You've got Lesnar, Strowman, Reigns for right. Uh, the I, universal uh,
3: title. I was into the Australia card, and I was into Bryan versus uh, Miz, and uh, I didn't get that because the old man had to get 45 minutes. So I got a I got a roll up after three minutes. So I mean. That aside, the card aside, we—I mean—we can get in. It's, it's a couple of weeks off, so we can get into the implications of uh, kayfabe, the shoot implications of this all, are how far are you willing to go for money, right. Vince
2: McMahon? And I think we all know. I think Saudi this, sh- this show is. Ha- yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm
3: willing to go to Saudi Arabia. This show is going to happen, right?
2: Is there any amount of public pressure that could make them say no? We're going to delay it.
3: I don't think so because I think that in that boardroom. When Vince is in there holding court, that he's not going to bow to a bunch of liberal snowflakes who are wringing their hands about but going the thing to is, Saudi Arabia. It's not.
2: And, it's not just liberal snowflakes though. Well, it's no, Lindsey Graham. It's
3: senators now. Well Lindsey Graham's a gas bag, whatever. But I mean, yes, the fact that it's you're getting news, and you know how WWE craves mainstream, uh, uh, just media in general. They don't right. even need. It doesn't even need to be over uh, overwhelmingly positive. They just want to be on it. Well, now you're on John Oliver. Yes, it's and... <laughs> crazy.
2: I'm watching last week tonight, and there's a three-minute part about WWE and how much money Saudi and... Arabia is investing in there.
3: And they spliced up all the all the times Michael Cole uh, got down on his knees and satisfied the uh, the, 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 the uh, requirements and of John, the uh... John
2: Cena as well. Uh, hey, it's it's, hey
3: just... it's it's. I said it. It's gross. It is. Gr- it's gross. It's wrong. It's I. But I I said this on Twitter.
2: Saudi Arabia has a horse face. It is. <laughs>
3: Why? Why are we convicting the Saudis before we even know the facts? You don't know the facts. They're the same as John Kavanaugh. Perhaps they've been guilty until proven innocent. Who's John Kavanaugh? What did I say? Brett John Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. That's, oh, a That's a fine. That's a fine. Two dollars. Two minutes in the box. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think Crown Jewel goes on as scheduled, and I don't care. I don't care how much. The harumphing goes on backstage. Oh, and we are harumphing. Uh, yeah, they're, they're...
2: the public is harumphing and they're they're backstage harumphing. Un-
3: unless unless the Trump administration says directly to Vince, it's too hot. Get out of there. This is bad for us. You can go back later.
2: As if anything they've done, yeah, w- is w- too hot.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Why would why would they start now? Why start now? Why would be why would a wrestling show be this to be the uh, be the tipping point for the friggin'
2: Trump administration? It just just feels so gross because that's never changing. It's
3: never changing there. The show the last show in Saudi Arabia was gross, without the murder and dismemberment of a journalist, (laughs) a U.S. resident, a U.S.
2: resident. Oh my
3: god! A a Turkish Turkish citizen, U.S. resident, and they're they're just. they're going to go along with it because we got to we got to get that Lesnar match in there because we got to satisfy Lesnar's contracts before he goes to fight Johnny Bones in UFC.
2: But again, I do find it very interesting that they are purposely not advertising Saudi Arabia anymore. They
3: they live in that bubble. They live in that WWE bubble that we talk about it all the time. When it, the only and in, you know in, in a much lesser stakes uh, example, yesterday Elias comes out on Raw an unwatchable
2: Raw. And, Same raw as last week. Yeah, and uh, there was one segment of no. And
3: does it. his your local sports team stinks bit, and you just know Vince watched what happened in Seattle and decided that's what we're doing. That's what Elias is doing going forward, and so he'll just you know he's so insulated. Anything works once he goes with it, and they, they you know anything. It's all about the stock price, and it's it's just. It's gross. It's bad. It's 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 bad. It's bad. It's bad. And I I hope that somebody comes to their senses, but I, I don't think they will. I fear that they won't.
2: Yeah. And it's just, it's hard to, but like, does that, what does that mean? But what I say about us, here we are doing a wrestling podcast, trying to uh, get sponsors here for it. And Keeping on watching the product, we're keeping on paying for the WWE Network, giving them ten dollars a month. We're going to end up spending probably more dollars a month when they up the subscription fee. I just bought
3: uh, shirts. Pretty they, soon. Just, they just had a BOGO deal at WWE shop, and I bought some <laughs> bought
2: some Balor stuff. So like, like, what does it say about us? Like, we're not not going to watch. Yeah. Like, uh, are you, if they go to Saudi Arabia, are you not going to watch the show? I mean, I'll watch. I'll I'll watch the show. But Same, I have,
3: like, but I have to watch the show now. I got a podcast. I'm trying to keep up with it. Like,
2: uh, you know, it, it's it's such a I man, they they can't go. They can't go. They they're, can't.
3: They're gonna go. I know. We're gonna look back at this in two weeks and be like,
2: <laughs> we were so,
3: we were so. Uh, what's it, what's it when you're uh, idealistic? We're so idealistic. You can't possibly
2: do this. They're going. But I just don't, I just don't understand. Like he's a, like he's what what is fifty million dollars to Vince McMahon? He's already got a bajillion dollars. I mean, this is a company that stopped doing
3: fireworks because they were running They were running low on cash. So fifty million is a nice little uh, nice Yeah, little, but they just uh, got two nice huge T V deals
2: from from Fox.
3: That's right. They pretty yeah, you, pretty soon and we're and gonna NBC. be on. And when uh, and when we move to Fox, the number one show is going to be
2: SmackDown. Please don't go to Saudi Arabia. That's just that's all.
3: No none of you. None of you good N- listeners. Don't go. Please don't go to Saudi Arabia. And also, Vince, if you're listening. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> hey Hunter, if you're listening. Hunter, I know you're training hard every night, midnight workouts in the DeFranco
2: gym. Linda. You
3: get, you're, getting to, uh, you're getting ready to work uh, a bunch of old men. You're the last, you're the last worker alive in these, in these matches. Linda, please, just delay it. Listen to Lindsey Graham. $50 million. Is $50 million worth... The backlash that you'll get for five
2: minutes, and then you'll be over it, and you'll be through it. How about this? I believe in our audience so much that I think <laughs> we can crowdfund $50 million <laughs> and, put, and what? put WWE Crown Jewel... Hold on. Got an ESPN alert. ...in the Fortress of Smark. No, nah, never mind. We could put Crown Jewel in the Fortress of Smark... <laughs> I believe in us. We can crowdfund fifty million dollars and we will go down in the history books. Please as please go to WWE. Please go to our
3: GoFundMe (laughs) backslash smortress of Fark uh, Smortress of Fark. (laughs) Smortress of Fark. Fortress of Smart Crown Jewel. (laughs) What would your main event be for Smortress of Fark Crown Jewel? Me versus a bottle of soda.
1: Again, you can check out Smart Your Territory every Wednesday morning. Follow them at Smark Tweets. They're going to have some fun guests coming up shortly. Again, it's Bill O'Rourke and Josh Appel. Josh is actually a big-time college football broadcaster, but for some reason we have him doing a wrestling podcast. All right, for the next part of our spotlight, we're going to go to Cinco Rasones. Now my, my Spanish is terrible. But these guys are not. They're a lot of fun. And this week they had on Manny Navarro. You can follow Manny at Manny underscore. Navarro en Twitter. Mani, mucho se ha hablado de
4: que la luna de miel de Marrick como que ha terminado, que ya se le empieza a, a, a culpar de bastantes cosas. ¿Qué tanta culpa crees tú tiene Marrick de esto? Porque corrime si me equivoco, pero yo creo que el equipo del año pasado, los Huracanes, que a, al principio, digamos, nadie esperaba lo que sucedió, el 10 a cero. pero yo sí. veo a ese equipo como mejor del, del de este año. ¿Qué tanta culpa en esto tiene Marrick?
5: Bueno, él, él es el líder del de lado de la ofensivo. Él, él es la persona durante los juegos que, que dice qué jugadas van a usar en la ofensiva. Entonces, si él está haciendo esas decisiones, él, él tiene que mirarse él propio a ver lo que está haciendo él. Eh, claro. Además, yo sé que mucha gente habla de, 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 de él tener el hijo de él que tiene 28 años. John Rick, de ser el coach de, de los quarterbacks y que quizá eso tener a alguien tan joven que no tiene mucha experiencia eh, trabajando con los quarterbacks es, es algo que tiene que cambiar también y no sé vamos a ver lo que pasa como como sigue esta temporada pero si este equipo no empieza a jugar mejor de ese lado no sé Mark tiene que pensar qué es lo mejor para el equipo y si él y si tiene que hacer cambios ahí, cambiar el quarterbacks coach cambiar uh, buscar a alguien para ser el offensive coordinator, para uh, 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 play caller. Uh, lo, para ayudarlo el, lo, en eso, ¿no? Sí, para ayudarlo en eso. Entonces, entonces él tiene que ser eso. Él tiene que ser eso. Él tiene que ser algo para cambiar cómo, cómo van las cosas.
4: Pero corríme eh, en algo, perdón, eh, Alejandro. ¿No hay coordinador ofensivo?
5: Sí, Thomas Brown, el eh, coordinator, pero él, él de verdad nada más trabaja con los running backs. con Entonces, el trabajo el, el que está de verdad de in charge es, es Rick el, 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 el todos los juegos cuando ellos empiezan a hablar lo que van a hacer eh, es, es él él es el líder de, de ese cuarto entonces eh, Thomas Brown sí es un coach y trabaja mucho con los jugadores pero de verdad el que tiene todo el eh, cómo dice? power en español el poder, el, poder, el, poder. el poder sí el poder eh, eh, es Rick entonces él tiene que ser eh, responsable para para los cambios que van a hacer
6: ahora Manny, eh, ya van dos derrotas pero la temporada todavía es es relativamente joven ¿qué más está fallando en la ofensiva de los huracanes de la Universidad de Miami? ya sabemos que eh, los quarterbacks tienen una una gran responsabilidad por estas derrotas que han tenido tenido los huracanes pero ¿qué más está fallando en la línea ofensiva o en todo el, el equipo ofensivo? Bueno, yo creo que de verdad
5: la línea ofensiva no, no ha jugado tan malo, eh, pero yo creo que el, el, el la problema más grave que ellos tienen o, o tenían hasta, hasta este juego es poner a Navan Donaldson en, en, en offensive tackle. Él es, vaya, es, él es alguien que a lo mejor juega más adentro, no contra los defensive ends que son más rápidos, que pueden llegar al quarterback y son más atléticos. Él es alguien que de verdad ponerlo en offensive tackle ahí al lado eh, va a ser responsable bloquearlo los lo defensive end no fue algo, un buena idea y eso fue nada más porque de verdad no tenían otra gente, trataron ponerlo poner los lo primeros seis juegos y ya vieron que, que él no tiene suficiente athle, athle, athleticism para jugar ahí, entonces han cambiado y han puesto a dj Cave que es un freshman pero pa, a poner a alguien tan joven ahí contra el, el, el Vaya, no, no es un trabajo fácil para él, y, y tú lo que tú viste eh, el sábado fue alguien joven teniendo problemas, pero la única forma que eso se resuelva es jugar y jugar y jugar y jugar, y, jugar. y eso es como alguien mejora, y ellos tienen que tener paciencia con el freshman, a ver si, si quizá ya al final del año es alguien que tú de verdad puedes contar en él.
4: Mani está haciendo un trabajo espectacular en Diatlético, corriendo a los huracanes de Miami. Realmente se nota la diferencia eh, en la que escribe en Diatlético. Pero ahora, Mani, te. Te quiero cambiar un poco el tema, pero mantenernos en el mismo deporte. Hablar de los Dolphins de Miami. ¿Cómo diantres, cómo demonios ganaron ¿qué? ese encuentro el domingo
6: pasado?
7: Pero dile Por tu favor. predicción. Dile tu predicción y lo que tú dijiste y tu, no, yo dije que tu análisis no, chido, chido. y que iban a perder los Dolphins. Y bueno, ahí sabes lo que pasó.
5: Sí. Bueno, yo, yo pienso que de verdad Frank Gore, que tiene 35 años, él... él
1: this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Heat.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
5: Jugadores así como Gore, eso ayuda tanto. Y la gente no sabe en eso porque siempre piensan bueno, está viejo, ya tiene 35 años, ¿qué va a ayudar a él? Pero no nada más no es nada más lo que él hace en, en, en el juego, pero lo que hace hablando, haciendo un líder en el locker room, eso de verdad ayuda mucho. y Yo creo que es razón que ganaron ese juego fue por él. Porque si, si tú ves el, 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 cómo terminó ese juego, él corriendo la pelota y, y, y haciendo un ejemplo para un ejemplo para todos los, los, los otros, yo creo que de verdad eso subió el eh, level of play, todo lo, toda la gente que estaba en las alrededor de él, le subió el, el, el ánimo como jugaron y, y por esa razón ganaron ese juego.
7: Manny, sin duda alguna, este equipo de los Dolphins nos ha dado emociones, pero en esta misma temporada nos ha dado y bastante
5: también, decepciones,
7: ¿No estrés? mucho estrés. Y bueno, ya sabemos algunas otras cosas que a Ricardo Montejo que a veces cuando pierden los Dolphins le hierve la sangre. Pero, <ríe> eh, Manny... ¿Cuál es el problema profundo de los Dolphins? Sabemos que el quarterback siempre han tenido problemas los Dolphins. Eh, también han tenido algunos problemas en sus líneas ofensiva. No le vayas a decir que, que Osweiler es mejor que Tane. No, no. Yo, diste, te yo te no pienso no que Wiler, vaya a decir eso. Eh, con esto cierro mi, mi pregunta, Manny. No haya, eh, con, Haga con, pasar pena, por favor. Más allá de cuál es el problema... ¿Con quién te quedarías en el quarterback, ya sabiendo los problemas físicos y de lesiones que ha tenido Tannehill? Y, y sí. sabiendo que Osweiler, si bien no es el mejor de todos, ¿te hizo el trabajo?
5: Bueno, él ganó el último juego, ¿verdad? Y jugó bien, y, y hizo todo lo que necesitaba hacer para ganar el juego. Entonces, yo me quedo con él hasta que él, él pierda o no juegue bien. Ah, Él es, él es el quarterback para este equipo para claro. por ahora, y no sabemos cuánto tiempo va, va a estar o uh, sin jugar, so, para mí, tú te quedas con él hasta que él, él pie o juega mal.
6: Ahora, eh, los Dolphins sí. tienen cuatro victorias en seis juegos, creo que en ninguno de nosotros aquí nos, nos imaginábamos eh, cuatro uh-huh. victorias en los primeros seis juegos para los Dolphins de Miami. ¿Es realista pensar en la posibilidad eh, de entrar en los playoffs para Miami?
5: Bueno, hay chances, pero eh, el AFC es una conferencia difícil, hay hay buenos equipos ahí, si tú has visto los otros juegos eh, de este domingo, eh, los Chargers, eh, ellos tienen cuatro, el el mismo récord que los Dolphins, ellos ellos son un equipo muy bueno, a mí me gusta eh, Phillip Rivers y la ofensiva que ellos tienen, Eh, Baltimore ha jugado muy bien también, tienen cuatro ganados, dos perdidos también, Eh, vaya y Kansas City y New England, ya tú sabes que ellos son dos de los mejores. So, para mí, los dos son como ahí en el número 6, número 7, y, y los primeros seis son que, que, que entran los playoffs. So, para mí, ahora son como borderline. Vamos a ver cómo juegan aquí sin tan y si pueden seguir jugando como jugaron el, el domingo contra los Bears. Que de verdad, yo, yo, vaya, para mí jugaron mejor. De played better, jugaron. Sí. Uh, better than you think they would.
7: Sí. <ríe> Mucho Qué mejor tán, de lo que pensábamos.
6: Sí.
4: Manny, eh, te voy a hacer exactamente la misma pregunta que te hice hace unos cinco minutos, pero le voy a cambiar el nombre de Marrick a Adam Gates. ¿Qué tanta culpa se le acabó la luna de miel a Adam Gates? Lo vi ayer un poco descontrolado en la rueda de prensa cuando Carlos, le preguntaron a Adam
7: Gates todavía estaba de luna de
5: miel. Yo
7: no sabía. No, no, no creo, no creo.
5: <ríe> bueno, la gente, vaya, el problema número uno para este equipo es el quarterback. La gente quiere que sabe quién va a ser el quarterback del futuro. La misma problema como que tienen los huracanes, ¿verdad? Que estamos aquí todavía hablando quién sí. va a ser el quarterback de este equipo el año que viene, quién va a ser el que el líder de este equipo en el futuro. Es el mismo mismo problema. Para mí los dos equipos son iguales. Tienen coach que de verdad son buenos, que tienen good track record y, y han eh, ganado muchos juegos antes. Vaya, Gates le, le llevó los Davos a los, los playoffs el primer año, pero el quarterback es el, el, el problema número uno para los dos equipos.
6: Ok, Bien, suficiente, Manny, va, va. suficiente de fútbol americano. Ahora vamos a hablar. ¿No me dejaste hablar, Villegas? ¿Tú querías que seguir hablando? ¿No me de... 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 Deja Hablar a Ricardo. La... La... de eh, Ricardo? De...
4: Eh, lo siento, a eh, Villegas le pasan estas cosas. ¿Sí, ¿Qué no está pasando
6: a
7: este muchacho, Ricardo?
6: Porque ya viene la temporada del Miami Heat, comienza este miércoles. Para los que estén escuchando antes del miércoles, comienza este miércoles. Para los que lo escuchen después, bueno, vale el mismo análisis porque vamos a hablar de la temporada en general. Eh, muchos rumores sobre la posible llegada de Jimmy Butler, hasta el momento en el que estamos grabando este podcast no se ha producido ese cambio, así que el equipo que está es el que vamos a tener durante esta temporada. ¿Dónde ves a este Miami Heat? ¿Se puede pensar eh, en un hit entre los primeros cuatro en la conferencia del Este?
5: No, no, de verdad no, porque si tú ves cómo han mejorado los otros equipos que estaban alante de ellos, antes Philadelphia todavía es el mismo equipo eh, que tenían el año pasado, Boston Vaya, van a ser. Yo creo que Boston va a ser el mejor equipo. Milwaukee eh, ha mejorado también Toronto, buscándose Kawhi Leonard. Eh, Para mí, el GIR está en el eh, mismo lugar donde terminaron el año pasado. Un equipo que va a llegar a los playoffs, pero no va a ir, eh, vaya, a ningún lado, porque hay otros equipos que son mejores en esa conferencia.
7: Siempre es peligroso cuando un equipo siempre se mantiene en el medio. Lo estamos viendo con los Dolphins. Esto. En estos momentos, ¿no? Que los Dolphins eh, no son ni muy buenos ni muy malos. Siempre se mantienen en el medio y no tienen la posibilidad de tener los mejores picks. Lo mismo le está pasando a los Heat. Así que, ¿qué ves tú en el futuro para el Miami Heat, Manny? ¿Cómo ves que se puede arreglar esta situación para que volvamos a ser una de las potencias dentro de la NBA?
5: La única gana, uh, uh, forma de ganar en el NBA es tener estrella. Y este equipo no tiene estrella. vaya. Sí. Tienen uh, muchos jugadores que son buenos. Eh, a mí me gusta Goran Dragic. Creo que es un líder buenísimo para este equipo. Y, y de verdad es un team player. Pero si tú vas a ganar en esta liga, tienes que tener estrella. Y Pat Riley tiene que hacer cambios. O sea, hay mucha, muchos jugadores aquí que tú vas a tener esta temporada que no van a jugar porque no hay... Eh, minutos para ellos, no hay no hay chance porque hay muchos jugadores de equipo, entonces para mí, él tiene que hacer este cambio para Jimmy Butler empezar así, y, y yo sé que mucha gente ve en lo que está pasando y dice, bueno a lo mejor no, no, no incluyan a Jay Rich, o no incluida a, a Bam Aravao para mí, si tú ves este equipo como, como se ve ahora mismo en papel, tú, tú me dices a mí cómo tú vas a jugar 11, 12 jugadores que tú tienes aquí que todos te pueden ayudar uh-huh. Pero, ¿dónde vas a buscar lo, los minutos para ellos? A mí, yo no, yo no sé cómo el Exposure va a hacer eso. No hay, no, tú tienes que hacer cambio aquí. No hay otro... Um, forma de, de resolver esto sí, pero Manito, si... tú
4: estu- estuviste cubriendo eh, de cerca al Miami ah, y estos últimos años entonces viste de cerca a ese famoso núcleo de jugadores de Miami joven, es decir, uh-huh. Jay Rich eh, Winslow y van De Valle, bueno el último año, eh, la gente tiene muchas esperanzas con él, pero yo no sé qué tan reales sean, por ejemplo, lo que vimos de Jay Rich el año pasado en diciembre fue espectacular, pero después cayó, ¿tú crees que Jay Rich Puede evolucionar a algo, no digamos como Jimmy Butler, pero quizás algo eh, similar. Los fanáticos de allí pueden soñar a llegar a, a, a que llegue a eso a Devayo, Jay Rich o Winslow.
5: Sí, bueno, yo, yo, yo siempre he pensado que, que Jay Rich, para mí, cuando yo lo veo jugar, él me recuerda mucho a Eddie Jones, que era una estrella en esta liga. Vaya, no uno de los mejores estrellas de la NBA, pero jugó aquí con los Miami Heat y era era un All-Star y era un, un, un jugador que de verdad eh, lo que él decía en la defensiva era uno de los mejores en la liga y, y te podía dar 16, 18 puntos por juego yo creo que lo mejor eso es lo que es Jay Rich un, un, un Eddie Jones un, un jugador que no es un número uno pero puede ser un número dos para un equipo y, y ayudarle a llegar a los playoffs y ser un equipo bueno pero Como, es, como está el equipo ahora con tantas jugadoras jugadores y si ellos no cambian de mente y dicen a Jay si sí, tú eres un número uno de este equipo tú tienes que tener la pelota en la mano si ellos siguen jugando a Jay Ridge en la forma que le han jugado el año pasado él no va a, um, a mejorarse y a ponerse al otro level, level donde, donde todo
7: el mundo quiere ver Manny, ahorita hablabas sobre la posibilidad y la única forma de salir de esto del Miami de haciendo cambios Pero es lo menos que está haciendo el equipo, y no es porque no han querido, sino porque simplemente no se le han dado el cambio correcto para salir de algunos jugadores, sea Whiteside, sea el propio Jay Ray, si es una de las piezas necesarias. Pero lo último que vimos del equipo, en vez de hacer un cambio como tú lo mencionas, es que firmaron a Justice Winslow. ¿Qué piensas sobre esta firma de Winslow? Eh, A mí me parece eh, que un poco eh, exagerada, ¿no? Porque el muchacho, si bien te enseñó un poquito la, la temporada pasada, no sé qué tanto más te pueda demostrar going forward, ¿no?
5: Sí. Bueno, eh, igual como Jay Rich, si, si él va a jugar con el mismo equipo, la la misma forma, y tú no le vas a cambiar el, el role de él, eh, si él va a jugar, él, seguir jugando de, de sixth man eh, en este equipo, eh, para mí, Tú no vas a, el dinero que tu le diste a, a, a Winslow por que fue tres años eh, 39 eh, million, treinta million. Sí, sí.
6: Eh, y para mi para para tenerlo
5: en ese en role, no vas a vas a perder dinero vas a vaya no está eh, recibiendo lo que tu quieres de, de, de ese y, dinero y, y después Entonces, te vas a
7: encontrar en la misma posición de querer cambiarlo y no hallar cómo no
5: Exacto, sí, para mí... Bueno, yo creo que él es un jugador... Vaya, tiene 20, ¿qué? 22 años ahora, 20, 21 años. Sí, sí para mí él todavía tiene un futuro que si él puede empezar a, a mejorar el jump shooting de él, eh, vaya, yo no pienso que, que va a ser estrella en esta liga, pero puede ser un jugador de que, que otra gente quieren Y por ese dinero, el 13 million, eso no es tanto para él. Si, si él puede tener un rol que es un starter y te está ayudando a ganar juego. Pero si él es jugando solamente del bench y que hay noches que tú no lo, lo, lo juegas porque, vaya, es una noche que tú te estás dando la bola a, a Deion Raiders o está jugando a Tyler Johnson, entonces está perdiendo ese dinero. So, Para mí, yo creo que los Heat pueden cambiar, que puede ser un cambio, que, que hay equipos que, que tienen interés en Winslow, uh, pero usándolo como lo están usando ahora ese dinero.
1: Again, you can check out Cinco Razones every week, usually Monday, sometimes on Tuesday. They have big time guests. They're supposed to be speaking to Jose Pineda this week. He, again, as you know, is the Spanish-language broadcaster for the Miami Heat since their inception. So Jose's been there a long time and has great insight. All right, for our last part today, you know the guys over at Miami Heat Beat. Again, you can follow them at MIA Heat Beat, although they're not really involved in this particular clip that we have here. This is myself, Ethan Skolnick, and my friend George Sedano. George is now out in Los Angeles working for ESPN. I think he just actually got added to Around the Horn also. So he's all over ESPN but he's absolutely wrong about this this is about Jamal Mashburn and what should have happened in that late 90s playoff series against the Knicks and who was to blame Can we argue about the Mashford play, please? Okay, go, Ethan. I got like, we got to go. I got to go. I I told George. The
8: George and Ethan show, you know,
1: I I I feel bad for Alex. Alex has has actually done the most work of Heatbeat this whole offseason. Alex has been great all offseason,
7: was totally late for this podcast and his mic barely worked. Alex is the guy who
8: introduced himself (laughs) to me like three times while he was either at Summer League or at the (laughs) Lemon Charity. Alex has fucking neuroses, George. And he was, should I go say hi to George? He's like, yes, go say hi to. George, yeah, and I need you were super nervous to come say hi to me. You didn't even show up to the damn me? event. Me, I had a that's bad what... foot. I broke my foot. Yeah, I... it's always something. that's not what Alf said.
1: Alf's a liar. You know it, that it, it's it's always something. All right, we're gonna argue Mashburn mash mash here. I, I, quick, I, 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 argue Mashburn. Quick, thirty seconds here. Let's go. Somebody uh, actually sent the video. By the way, yeah, I saw um, the freaking video. Look, George, uh, reality. Okay, can, I can, got you got,
7: in, can you can you like loop our listeners in? So basically,
1: game seven.
8: The two thousand game. You want me to do it or you want to do it? We
1: were both there. All right, George. let George do it. Let George, George do it. George, go the
8: ahead. It was game seven of the 2000 Eastern Conference semifinals, right? Um, and it was in the Miami Arena, I believe. It might have been the last game at the Miami Arena. Or maybe this was the first game at the AAA. I don't so know. Ethan should have told whatever. the
0: story.
8: Either way. Uh, long story short, uh, final possession, in essence, for the Heat, and uh, Dan Marley's inbounding, he throws it into the post to Zoe, quick double team comes, Zoe kicks it to uh, the free throw line extended, uh, kind of right elbow side to Jamal Mashburn. Jamal has an open look right at that second, decides to put it on the floor. Once he put it on the floor, the help came and he kicked it out to Weatherspoon, uh, who was kind of closer to the baseline, who then faded towards (laughs) the elbow. Um with uh, you know, a shot that hit back iron. We not Basically the game is over, season over. Uh my position has been that Jamal should have shot the ball when he caught it immediately because he was open for a second. Once he put it on the floor, he had to commit to passing it because the rotation came over. Uh, but Ethan has <laughs> been convinced now by Stan Van Gundy that Jamal made the right play. I wasn't convinced by Stan. I, I, I with I such nerds. All right, whatever, dude. It's, it's, it's. You can believe what you want. This is That's from fine. the
1: originator of Justice Better. Look, uh, George, <laughs> yes! George, okay, the reality is this, all right? You're trying to run the clock as much as you can there. I don't have a problem with MASH making a pass. Like you said, the double came don't have a problem with him making a pass to what was a very good mid-range shooter. Look, uh, Clarence Weatherspoon had some faults. Okay. He was undersized for power. He
8: was four ball. of 12 in that um, game, by the way. he also
1: thought Tom D'Angelo's name was Bob and nearly killed him. <laughs> once. But the reality, <laughs> but the reality is, uh, yes, Tom, that story. Tom, Tom looks like a Bob though. I can't blame him. Uh, uh, as, as Tom, Tom's the nicest guy in the world. How you get angry at Tom, I have no idea. Uh, but, but Clarence had an open, what was that? A 12 footer. Okay. In it r- wasn't really that open either. <laughs> in some kind of rhythm at the end of the game, I don't have any, and then it became this narrative about MASH, which is one I know you have about Eddie Jones and some of these other guys that like, and Eddie's numbers did suffer in the playoffs. I got to acknowledge that. But this narrative about MASH that like he was, as Stan said today on our pod, that he was soft. and all, Like, I felt like he was speaking directly. No, no, I, I, I never
8: said he was soft. I said the biggest problem with MASH is that he was a bit aloof. Um, the biggest problem with
1: Mash was that Mash was imagined. Mash used to bring and this is paid off very nicely for him by the way in his post career. Uh, Mash used to bring a briefcase with him on the road like Mash liked basketball a lot but like he was never but, always mo- loved about money. basketball, yeah. love money more yeah. and well yeah. not money not like we talk about guys being sort of selfish and all the rest of that but no 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 he no liked, he loved, he liked the idea the, of the bigger picture. Yeah. being yeah yeah, yeah yeah And he's been an incredible... I mean, he is what Haslam wants to be now. Like, Udonis has had conversations with Jamal about... You know, building out. And like, Jamal owns like uh, tons of franchises, like American nine donuts. million
8: Papa Johns right. or whatever or Taco Bells but, but and. To finish, to finish. The this thought. isn't going on your Patreon uh, site or something, it's not, George? It's though? not even Patreon. Ethan has this off-brand Patreon. Yeah. It's called Patron.
1: We're, we're it's not even a, real Patreon. Okay. It's a, it's actually Patron. Um, oh, it's Patron. It's, it's Patron. like the tequila. Patron. Okay. But just to finish this thought, okay. I, I'm sorry uh-huh. about all this. Um, to to finish this thought. I, he yeah. made the right basketball play. A basketball play that, by the way, because you were on my side about all this. If LeBron had made the same basketball play, because I spent four years, particularly the first two, def- the Utah game when he defended LeBron, I was in Utah. Okay, where he passed yeah. the Udonis at the end of the game. Very the similar right situation. Udonis missed a very similar shot. with it, it, not,
8: not not, that similar. Look, Udonis was taking a set shot from the elbow. Clarence Weatherspoon, if you watch the video, was fading away from the basket and to his offhand. How did while shooting the ball? that
1: when he made the pass? He made a pass to an open man. The open I'm man with the opportunity for mid-range. And and we, look. If
8: he, if he took the shot, as soon as he grabbed, as soon as he got the ball in his hands, he hits an easy J from the free throw line extended. You which was totally, in his, which was his you,
1: range. You know, you know why I trust Jamal in those situations. Not just because he's become a multi-multi millionaire many times over after his career, because he, made, he came back with Charlotte after he was traded up there and torched for, for, for Eddie Jones and that group and absolutely destroyed them in a third grade in a third three-game series after which uh, one of Riley's best press conferences, actually, where he called himself humiliated and embarrassed by being run off the floor by Eddie Robinson and Ricky Davis and Jamal Mashburn. So, look, they were uh, off the st- floor. St- it st- was really bad. St- well, well, Mason, may he rest in peace, uh, decided not to play after, after Zoe came.
8: Well, the Zoe thing, he was, like,
1: not we happy can, about it. You that, know what? We can do this for hours. That's a the separate pod. A separate pod. The reality is yeah. – The Georgian <laughs> Ethan show, ladies and gentlemen. The, the reality is, Stan <laughs> said I'm right. Stan said I'm right. But you know what? Then I'm that's fine. Right. Look,
8: I'm not arguing with any more Van Gundys. I'm not arguing with any Thibodeaux, any Rileys. They're all right. I'm wrong.